Like, so it's a really stripped back, quiet and, and sort of zen-like experience down there. Welcome to Nature Magic, positive voice for nature from Ireland. Today I'm talking to Matthew Parkinson. Matthew is director of Slow Cabins Ireland, a slow tourism focused accommodation startup. A Tyrone native who now calls Galway home, Slow Cabins was developed in Ireland through lockdown in conjunction with their Belgium sister business. Slow Cabins Ireland places off-grid cabins in hidden gem locations around Ireland, hoping to persuade people to take a short break here rather than flying away to far-flung destinations abroad. Core to their business is working with partners in areas of natural beauty to help support and improve the host site. The Borough Nature Sanctuary just outside Kimbara is Slow Cabins Ireland first location and working together, the pair aim to preserve and share the sanctuary with visitors for years to come. So hi, Matthew. It's lovely to speak to you today. Hi, Mary. How's it going? Very good. So Matthew, uh, we've been working together for a little while now on the Slow Cabins project. Yeah, yeah I know that we had, a, we had a discussion there about whether or not we should talk openly about it. But yeah, we've, we've known each other, what, for like two years? No, a year and a half now? Two yeah. years? Yeah. yeah, so it's been a very good working relationship. We've had to um, jump through plenty of hoops together. And we're going to talk about the Slow Cabins. Can you tell us what the vision of Slow Cabins Island is? Well, Slow Cabins' uh, vision is that we are a slow tourism-focused company, so it's all in the name. And essentially, if you take it to its simplest um, element, we, we try to encourage people to take one less flight a year and encourage them to book a trip closer to home in a less discovered but beautiful area around Ireland. So that is our vision. We place cabins in hidden gem locations around Ireland and have people experience a, a stay close to home. Yes, and it's a slight reveal today for the podcast because we couldn't really do this interview without admitting that the slow cabins are at the Borough Nature Sanctuary. But it is a secret concept for most people. So only the people that listen to this will know this information. So what is the secret concept? Yeah, so the secret concept, we've often debated in slow cabins why we use it. Essentially, we use it for two reasons. One is that we believe that not having people know exactly where you're going takes the stress away from the choice of booking. So if you imagine on a Friday night you're watching Netflix and you're constantly scrolling through the Netflix screen, it's two hours later and you still haven't chosen a movie. What we're saying is you trust in our company that we will deliver a peaceful cabin in a quiet location in in a beautiful area and you can sit back and relax. But being secret doesn't mean that you don't know where you're going uh, two weeks before you travel. We actually send you a full brochure of everything there is to do locally within the area, which is again like promoting slow tourism vibe. So essentially everything that we promote there thereafter is within like a 15 minute drive of the cabins and the sanctuary itself. Yeah, so there's slow cabins around Ireland. And can you tell us exactly what is a slow cabin? So a slow cabin is, in technical terms, it's, a, it's about a 30 square meter off the grid cabin. Uh, it's fully transportable so it's a it's a turnkey building that we currently uh, construct in Belgium that's where our mother company exists uh, we actually hope to construct them in Ireland in the not too distant future but it's a as of now just a, a plan or a distant dream um, they are clad in beautiful shugi shuban uh, timber exterior so it's like a really soft 
a charred wood uh, exterior and inside is intentionally minimalist um, within our company we call it emotionally minimalistic so the idea is that it declutters the mind and takes your focus to the beautiful uh, scenery outdoors rather than being cluttered with um, unnecessary things to see and do for example tvs dvd players all of that sort of stuff yeah they're they're absolute luxury and minimalistic so really what you have is a beautiful view that you're looking out of yeah well that's that's the sanctuary that you've created mary so yeah, yeah like particularly in the spring and summer the meadow is in full bloom there and it is absolutely stunning it's like picture postcard stuff and then now in the winter that we're learning um there is a an added bonus that we have a lovely mix of animals roaming around the meadow so it's a it's a nice contrast Yes, because we're only open at the weekends at the moment. So the animals, including the <laughs> llama, Frank, who turns out to be very nosy, <laughs> um, the alpaca dolly, um, our goats and some of the horses love to go down into the big meadow after the haylage has been cut. Do you know what I've noticed as well? Yeah. Like, I seem to notice that the animals seem to take, it's almost as if they're hired to like spend certain time at each cabin. Like they spend time outside each one. <laughs> they absolutely do. And they know when somebody's in a cabin because people have said they've woken up, they looked out the window and there's Frank <laughs> looking in at them. And then at the back of the slow cabins is 25 acres of rewilded area. So there is no house or sign of humanity in sight. Yeah, and that's like the reason that we're at the sanctuary is because I think a lot of our vision and values align in that we actually, at the end of this year, we have a, a nature impact fund that we like to give back to local projects. And I think it, it will... It's not always a huge amount. It depends on our on our own income, but I think that will definitely come back to the sanctuary. And we see that you've been working hard and rewilding that area long before rewilding was ever a, a proper or a popular term. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the reason that we're here partly is because it's such a beautiful patch of land. Now, it did mean it was a little bit harder to to get planning permission. I I would imagine, but. Again, I think all the pain was, was worth it in the end. We were very lucky to get planning permission and really we just met the right person in the environmental section who was passionate about small houses and off-grid and totally self-sufficient buildings. So what do you mean by self-sufficient? Uh, well, self-sufficient um, or off-grid means that we are, have no connection whatsoever to mains electricity or services at all, including water. So uh, part of the uh, part of the I suppose the attraction of staying in a, in a slow cabin is that you have limited energy, so you have to be more conscious about your energy use. It's all solar powered and stored in a, in our battery system. So for example, in the summer months, you're going to have no issue with electricity at all. In the winter, you have to be a little bit more conscious. Um, however, it's part of the whole experience in that you're sort of focusing on whoever's with you, or playing board games, or lighting the fire, or going for a hike rather than a high energy usage. In terms of water, we have uh, rainwater collection on the roof. So we collect all our water for the shower and the sinks through the roof, and it goes through a, a three filter system, which is a mesh filter, um, a charcoal filter, and a UV filter, which is then used um, in the hand washing basin and in the shower. And for drinking water, because of uh, EPA regulations, we just provide uh, fresh drinking water per guest per stay. Um, and then toilet wise, uh, which is not so common in Ireland, uh, we have uh, a, dry, a Scandinavian dry toilet whereby you sit, both males and females sit down, which can be a bit of a challenge. Oh. 
Um, it's like a separation unit. But again, um, I was a little bit concerned about this in Ireland because it's not something that our our sort of paying hospitality guests are used to. But we've had zero complaints about it so far at all. So that's excellent. And then in combination with that, our grey water system is a, a willow bed system per cabin, which which completely uh, soaks up any nitrates and and helps filter out all the grey water waste for each cabin. So without knowing for sure the combination of the dry toilet and the grey water system i think is it is for sure a first of its kind in ireland and arguably the most eco-friendly wastewater system for an accommodation project in ireland that i'm aware of but i'm sure others might dispute that potentially i don't know yeah and i think the people who are attracted here as well are environmentally minded and really enjoy this and i've spoken to guests who have been so interested in how many liters of water they're allowed to use for their shower and just becoming more mindful of what they are using and still having a luxury comfortable experience yeah and that's that's a question that we always have within slow cabins of course we charge a premium rate because it's a beautiful like five-star bed comfortable experience but we also gently sort of sensibilize people on their usage of water and electricity so we're thinking about using adding a a few more elements into the cabins that helps people sort of even self-monitor it themselves rather than just running out of electricity so that's incoming in the future based on guest feedback Oh, that sounds nice. And there's a few little um, extras. Hmm. For instance, a box that you can put your mobile phone in and some games that you can play. Yeah, at, so inside the cabin at the core of the at the core of the concept, really what we would like everyone to try and do, which I have never done successfully myself, is put your phone inside our detox box, which is provided by a company called Stulp. They're a Belgian company. And effectively, it kills the signal off your mobile phone for the duration of your two-night stay. So like the, the, the idea is that you can do this for two days, put your phone away, and yes, it'll be hard for the, for the first few hours as we're so conditioned to, to using our phones and electronic devices. But we believe, and we're sure science says, that you will reap the benefits of this after two or three days in a slow cabin. So yeah, I would advise anyone to give that a, a go if they, if they come. Mm, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, just to visualize it for the listeners, mm. you've got a beautiful bedroom that is right up against a full wall window looking out into nature, a small little kitchen um, that's very carefully designed and a bathroom and then the outside area. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, well, just first of all, and also a wood burning stove, which is perfect for storm watching. So like where still cabins are perfect for the summer. I prefer them in the winter when there's a wild Atlantic storm coming in off the coast near Canvara there. It's a, it's a better experience. But outside, we've got the beauty of the Burren Nature Sanctuary. So, like, you've got lovely trails. You've got ancient ruins. Well, not ancient, but pre-famine ruins uh, existing there. You've got the Boreen and disappearing Turlock uh, there as well. And then also, there there's things that you can do with Mary yourself at the sanctuary in terms of the hugely popular ferry pig walks. You can... Actually, with Slow Cabins as well, you can take an art lesson with uh, Lorraine Fletcher. She's a resident artist here at, at the Sanctuary. So she can promise us to teach anyone to draw in like two hours. Um, I've done it myself, but it's, uh, it's, it's, it's possible. So yeah, you can do it. Um, and then what else are we thinking? Yes, and Mary also takes a botany walk, so she's vastly knowledgeable, aren't you, Mary? Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> About <laughs> the different sort of endemic species that are existing around yeah, the burn. special flowers in the burn. And outside each cabin, mm. there's a fire pit yeah. and some 
beautiful uh, carved outside furniture very simple but a lovely area to enjoy outside that's private yeah so every cabin uh, so the cabin if you think of the sanctuary most of people won't know it but it's there there is a, a whole designated section just for slow cabins guests each cabin has its own personal space outside more popular in the summer yes but people are often using it in the winter as, as long as it's not raining and really the only other people you'll see is the odd, quiet, slow cabins guest meandering by. No other busyness at all uh, from the general public. So it's a really stripped back, quiet and, and sort of zen-like experience down there. Yeah, for sure. Yes, so the trails to the slow cabins are completely um, reserved for slow cabins guests. And mm. we had our first corporate um, event that we did together actually this year. Can you tell us what companies can do um, if they come here? Yeah, so like... Um, I guess we had Zenergy Consulting. They came and did a, a, a conference with us on um, workplace culture, I think, for, for executive leaders of, of companies in, in, the, in Ireland. And it was a first for us, but we've realized feedback was great, uh, especially the attendees, the individual attendees who attended the, the conference in your extended sort of uh, conference space. And the, the same people who stayed in the cabins was universally good feedback. So yeah, we're we're really keen to attract other small scale corporate guests um, who are interested in adding a sort of natural element to their to their conference. So for example, where a busy day in the conference space might be then um, substituted by or not substituted by, but might be complemented by a, a break in a slow cabin in the evening to re rest, recharge, and then revitalize for the next day of a of a conference. So yeah, that balance seems to be really good and it's something we're actively seeking to to mm. seek out for next year. And the feedback from that was that it exceeded expectations. And of course you can't forget Kimvara because all the attendees went down to Kimvara, enjoyed music in the pubs and lovely local seafood and Yeah, and that's again the beauty of slow cabins and that's been my favourite bit actually of the whole project since we've been here is getting to know all the pub owners the cafe owners and actually every time i go in for a coffee they're telling me your guests have been down here or sanctuary guests have been down here and that warms genuinely warms my heart to know that we're sort of helping and and these businesses are helping us to to improve Canvara as a tourism destination as a whole which is really heartwarming yeah yeah it's one of the loveliest places in ireland and you're forever adding little extras to the slow cabins experience for instance um, you can book a breakfast uh, box and things like that. Yeah, there, so there's two main things. The, I think the main thing is that we are trialing the first ever Slow Cabins Network dog cabin, which has been hugely popular. So I, I reckon we launched that about a month and a half ago and 40% of our total bookings have been for dogs. I don't know if you know that. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good dogs on a short lead, please. Correct. In line with sanctuary guidelines, for sure. <laughs> But yeah, so that's really exciting. And that was also boosted by, um, I'm not sure if your listeners are aware of Roz Purcell, but she's quite a well-known figure in Ireland. Look her up on Instagram, at Roz Purcell, but she did a wonderful stay here. And I think that boosted the dog occupancy bookings for sure. And then second of all, we are working with a local provider for yeah, a lovely curated plant-based. Now, I'm someone who loves my eggs and bacon, but I'm also open to eating all kinds of food. So there's a lovely plant-based um breakfast box that is absolutely delicious that we're now offering guests or soon to offer guests yeah. among a range of other things that are in the works that are not worth talking about yet but are exciting yeah and Roz happened to come on the rottenest weekend <laughs> of the year with the rain was actually flying sideways Four and days. <laughs> it was even more dramatic apparently um so 
I normally ask people for a recommendation for a book, which you can think about, but there are books in the slow cabins that you provide. Do you want to, yeah. which, which is your favorite one? Well, recommendation for a book. I know that I've listened to your podcast before. Typically people re- recommend a book and then you sort of stock it in the cafe down there. Yeah. I don't. I do have a recommendation, but I don't think it's suitable for the cafe. Okay. <laughs> so my recommendation was actually a children's book, and it was a book that inspired me to love nature. Um, it's called Hatchet or the Hatchet. Okay. By a guy called Gary Paulson, and I remember picking it out of my like primary school library at like eight years old, and it's about a, a plane that crashes and a guy has to survive in the wilderness for okay. for like two months, and that really there was bears and yeah and wolves and having to survive off off the land and that really like sparked me into a a life of loving the outdoors so again Mm -hmm. it won't look well sitting amongst your beautiful books down there but it did for a child it is inspiring Mm. well uh, we do have a children's corner so i'll look at the from like 1971 i'll look at the distributors (laughs) and see if they have it it sounds great the hatchet the hatchet (laughs) (laughs) but then books that we have in the cabins we have a book called in praise of slow and that's by carl I never get his second name right, Carl Honoré, or I can't pronounce it correctly, but he is known as the godfather of slow. And he's the one that came up with the idea that if we slow down, we become more productive, we're happier. Um, so yeah, that's down there. We've got a, a book called Cabin Porn, which is effectively a, a book of beautiful cabins from around the world. And then other Burren and West of Ireland based sort of ecology and botany based or wildlife based books that were available actually at the sanctuary. So that's where we got this from as mm, well. Yeah. And so what do you envision for the future of slow cabins in Ireland just before we finish? Well, this is our first five. We have ambitions. This is not going to be the first. So I think we had a soft launch in the summer. We're hoping for a bumper year next year of high occupancy. And in the works, we have multiple other planning applications at the moment in varying geographies. So where we've got this west of Ireland, beautiful uh, coastal site, we are have a site going through planning in central Ireland in the hidden heartlands and uh, a famous sort of, Irish location in uh, the East Coast mm. and Ireland's ancient East as well. So both going through planning. But yeah, steady the ship, improve occupancy and uh, make a, a massive success of the sanctuary, which I'm sure it will be. And then hopefully get to 30 or 50 cabins in the next mm. five or 10 years. I don't know. Yeah. And I know those locations, but we're not going to reveal them. And they are really special locations. So yeah. Watch this space. So thanks very much, Matthew. That was great to talk to you. And um, we'll keep everybody updated on how the slow cabins are going. Cheers. Thanks. Have a nice day. I'll see you later. Yeah. Okay. Bye. (laughs) Do people know that we're beside each other? I don't know. (laughs) Exciting news from Borough Nature Sanctuary. This week we secured a grant from Galway Rural Development through the LEADER programme. We will be installing three new audio art installations around the Burren Walk with interpretation on the native biodiversity. Our audio guide that was beautifully narrated was an app and we felt staring down at the mobile was utterly counter to what we hoped people would experience at the Burren Nature Sanctuary. We aim to have the audio artworks installed by next spring for our visitors to enjoy.